let us continue uh, looking through uh, 1 Peter, and um, we're going to be looking at trials specifically. Uh, chapter 1, uh, verses 6 and 7. It says, In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so as we as we look at this again uh, in this opening section of Peter's epistle to the dispersed saints, you know, he has beautifully laid out a cadence of Christian truth regarding their salvation in the previous verses that we've already been looking at. You know, Peter has brought into the picture simple words packed heavily with Christian doctrines that can be expounded day after day and bring encouragement and joy to the readers. You know, he tells the saints in previous verses, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and then lays out the why and takes us to the deep waters. Uh, you know, he speaks of his great mercy, you know, this that we don't deserve. And yet he is merciful, not giving us what we deserve. Peter points out that the, the saints are born again. Only Christ makes us new creations. No 12 step program or new age book can do this miracle. Only our God can heal the stony heart of man and give us a heart of flesh. You know, he is the heart surgeon. He also brings to light a living hope. You know, what can man do without hope? One would ask, you know, how does man cope with tragedies, storms, uncertainties, afflictions, trials without the living hope? Jesus and his gospel is our hope. Then he says, through the resurrection, without this, we are simply nothing, just lost in our sins. Without this, there is no Christian hope. But because he lives, we can face tomorrow. For we too will be raised. And then he says the inheritance, right? We spoke of this, that this is an imperishable, undefiled and unfading, not an earthly inheritance like many pursue. But this is different. This is imperishable, undefiled and unfading. And then he, we are kept by God. You know, he, Peter brings to light that the perseverance is only possible with God. We are protected by God. We are guarded by God. And so this is an understanding that through the trials, it is God who keeps his people. You know, as you look at, at these Christian truths and what they meant for the persecuted Christians, suffering Christians, those um, who had possibly lost much for the sake of being Christians, you know, they didn't just lose, um, you know, positions possibly in society and jobs. They lost a lot of things. Uh, you know, they were outcasts, marginalized for the sake of Christ. You know, there is great joy at the understanding of our salvation during the most difficult times, during the most darkest moments. How will we escape, you know, these dark moments? How will we escape the wrath of God if we neglect so great a salvation? You know, to be justified by faith, to have peace with God through Jesus Christ. You know, this ought to bring Christians great joy, knowing that we have been saved and redeemed by Christ. Though we may not have total peace in this world, you know, we can rest assured to be right standing with God, to be right with the, the eternal God. You know, as time passes and we grow in grace and truth, a problem that Christians fall into is, is to lose the joy of your salvation. You know, we can easily forget what grace, mercy, being born again, what it means to have a living hope. 
you know, the veracity of the resurrection and the and the inheritance that awaits us. It's easy to forget this because we fall into into the instead of being transformed by the word, we conform to the world and we easily forget these great things. You know, this glorious salvation that is available to all those who place their faith and trust upon the Son of God, Christ Jesus, to the poor, the marginalized, the lame, the crippled, the rich, the noble, all can partake of this glorious adoption into the fold of God. You know, may we never forget, may it never grow old and cold. God has chosen the foolish things of the world, it says in scripture, to shame the wise and the despised God has chosen, you know, the lowly so that no man may boast before God. Even though now, for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, you know, Peter writes, you know, we rejoice as the early Christians did, you know, in our salvation, even though for an undetermined time, there will be a diverse set of trials that come our way. You know, Peter was addressing, again, a suffering church, a church that was being challenged by the rulers and and all those who oppose Christianity. You know, Peter tells the saints, a little while, you know, compared to an eternity of bliss and joy, this little while seems like a never-ending trial, you know, that we can't seem to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm sure that all of you that have gone through trials or are in a trial, you understand this feeling that when you're in the midst of it, is the hardest time. It's like you never see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I'll, I'll go through trials. You know, everybody who goes to trials knows that feeling, right? We share that, you know, but but it, it, compared to eternity, compared to what God has for us in store for us, it's 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 nothing compared to that. You know, when uh, let me explain to the in in Second Corinthians chapter four, Paul tells the, the 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 Corinthians something similar in in chapter four, verse seventeen and eighteen. You know, he says for momentary. Light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, so so Paul here is telling the church, look, this momentary, it's not eternal. You know, it's this light affliction. Right, even though it may not seem light, it's light in comparison to the weight of glory. Right, to to the, the, it, what it's producing. We can't see the finished product. You know, all we see is right now and and the suffering and the trials. You know, but we we rest upon the word of God. We rest upon Him who knows not only the past, the present, and the future. We rest upon Him who created us and brought us into existence. You know, trials are not anything new. It's part of life. You know, the seasons hit us all in different measures, times, and length. Peter does slide in these important words, if necessary. You know, trials lead us into maturity. You know, it helps us see what we are made of. Where is our faith? You know, if there's any faith. You know, it points us directly at where we stand with Him. You know, when we enter the storm, the anchor we have will be tested. You know, the freedom that humans share in decision-making produces a ripple effect that we all share in the consequences in, you know, one way or another. You know, that is why the love of neighbor is not optional for the Christian. How we treat one another truly impacts homes, communities, society, and worldwide. You know, know, Peter was telling the saints in, in a way that God wasn't shielding them from various trials, but would be with them through them. 
And that, that's just a reminder. How we treat other people has a ripple effect into our everyday lives. It, it, it has, there's consequences for our decision making. And, and sometimes, you know, the, the problems, the affliction, the trials, they come in because of the human freedom that we all exercise. So we need to be careful that God is not going to shield us from, from these trials necessarily, but he's going to be with us through them. So that the proof of your faith being more, more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the res- revelation of Jesus Christ. You know, this text is fully loaded. You know, it's just important to note that we need to examine it closely. You know, these various trials that are that are bringing uh, suffering and affliction will be turned for good in the long run. You know, you see, you, you see our faith will be tested. Faith is not easy. That is why we must grow, uh, 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 not only guard our faith, but we must grow in our faith. You know, the value of true faith is great. It is more precious than gold, he says. Peter is taking the readers to see the bigger picture of life and not earthly values. The, uh, though gold can help greatly and buy you what you what your heart desires and take you where you desire, when the trials come, you will need something that is not perishable. That is why we rest upon the imperishable, not the perishable. We don't rest upon what we have in our bank accounts. We rest upon Christ. You know, riches do not profit in the day of wrath, as is in Proverbs. You know, on that great day, you will need the blood of Christ. You will need the atonement, you know, for your sins to get you through this wrath. You know, faith comes from God and it is precious. It is worth much more than any earthly possession. You know, this faith is not perishable. Though we can lose everything, our faith can get us through the most difficult times of life. You know, faith will be the light in the trials. Faith will be our joy in the trials. Faith will be our strength when we face the trials. You know, I, I, I like to remind you that remember our persecuted brothers and, and sisters that have been incarcerated. You know, some of them have, have gave their lives for the sake of the gospel. When you read the accounts, what kept them going? Faith, hope, and love. The things that are imperishable is what kept them going. The things that we do not get from this world is what kept them going. Though the, though the, the communists, though uh, um, the persecutors took everything from them, they could not take their faith. They could not take the love of God. They could not take the hope that kept them going. These things are imperishable and worth more than any, than any silver or gold or any, or any earthly wealth. You know, that, that faith will go, you know, this faith that, we're, that I'm talking about will go through the fire. You know, as, as it says in scripture, though, you will be tested by fire. But the fire will only purify the saints and cleanse us. You know, the fire of the Lord is not something his redeemed children ought to fear. His fire purifies us from the filth we pick up in this world. And it refines us. It cleanses us. It purges our lives. Whatever God allows to come in our way will only be to help and to bless us in the long run. The testing of your faith is not something new. We are not to be surprised when we are tested. God's people have always experienced great trials, difficult seasons that at times was months or years, but they have also seen great signs and wonders, you know, and great the great deliverer who always came through. You know, but not all kept the faith. We must when we look at back at scripture, not everybody kept the faith. 
you know, the testing for some revealed a weak and misplaced faith upon their uh, other gods, you know, um, uh, or, or their strength uh, was was on their past glories. They were living on the fumes of the past. You know, the, the remnant kept the faith. Though they did not always know or see or hear, they kept the faith. Again, though they did not always know, they did not always see, they didn't always hear, they kept the faith strong. Though the furnace was turned up, they did not trust in horses and chariots, but upon Jehovah God. That's where the faith was rested on. God never left his people is what we see, even in the smallest, most insignificant things possibly to you. You know, in the Old Testament, there's a scripture that reads, I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you and your sandal has not worn out on, on your uh, uh, on your foot. You know, even in the most insignificant things, God took care of his people. The testing of our faith will come in, in, in different measures, but it will come. So brace yourselves. You know, at times we fail the test in the smallest trials. You know, we easily forget the goodness, the faithfulness of our God. But it's the small trials that will build us, you know, that will build our character, our mind, our heart to be ready for the hotter, weightier trials of life. You know, for the saints, trials ought not to catch us by surprise. You know, it's when living in an anti-Christ world, you know, and never experiencing any sort of trial or affliction, you know, that should concern us. You know, we could possibly be conforming to the world instead of being transformed by his word. So that ought to bring the caution tape around our lives, if that be the case. You know, may we be found faithful under all trials, knowing that our God is with us. As Peter addresses the suffering saints, you know, we continue. There is suffering as we speak now, uh, different degrees and different ways, but there is suffering. You know, and, and, and we must know that God is with us and will help us. You know, at the end, what we should desire to hear is well done, good and faithful servant. You know, that's when we see our Savior, a faithful servant, is one that trusts God in the midst of everything. You know, it may be necessary, as Peter writes, that for a little while you be distressed by various trials right for an undetermined time so that the proof of your faith even though tested by fire so at the end may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of jesus christ when he be revealed we too will be revealed when jesus christ returns for his church we will be exalted with him if we remain faithful to him you know peter reminds the church of the need to persevere through trials all the way to the end. Perseverance, perseverance, perseverance. The perseverance of the saints depends upon God. It depends on our faith on Him, not upon our working, but upon God working through us. But we must believe Him at all times. Allow me to read you this from the Puritans to close out. May my every cross be sanctified, every loss be gain, every denial a spiritual advantage, every dark day a light of the Holy Spirit, every night of trial a song. Let us pray. Most gracious Father, we approach your throne once again thanking you, God, for your word. As we meditate upon your word and upon this section of, of, of the epistle of Peter, God, I pray that you will 
Help us understand the importance to trust you through the trials. Not be surprised when trials come our way, but to cling to our faith, knowing that the proof of our faith is much more precious than any gold that is perishable because the faith that we have upon you is imperishable. Help us to understand this, to believe this. So at the end of the day, when when you come for your church or we go home with you, you know, we will be found faithful. We will be found that we stood the test, you know, and I pray that you will bless your church and uh, wherever they may be, Lord, I pray that you will open up our understanding day to day to your word and know that trials are not anything new for us, that we should trust you and there is, and we ought to be looking at suffering through a divine perspective at all times. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.